Please be seated. So Peter, James, and John with Jesus, they go on a journey, a pilgrimage of sorts up a mountain. And there on top of the mountain, he was transfigured before, before them. And he stood there with Moses and Elijah, and he was dazzling white. Peter was so confused, he didn't know what to say. He was confused by this experience. What to make of their experience? How would one explain it? I've never seen Moses and Elijah on a mountaintop, but I have had moments of wonder, moments of awe, moments of wonder and awe that show me something, something of God. A child who is just born, a family singing around the bed as a loved one dies, the cracking of the ice, on a lake as the sun rises. That silence after an amazing piece of music or the deep silence of prayer. Moments of wonder, of awe. Where have you seen it? Where have you experienced it? Transfiguration. You know, what I've come to believe happened there on the mountain is that Jesus, he didn't change at all. The shining, the shimmering, the brightness of God that the disciples saw that moment, it was actually always there. It was there all of the time. It's just that that moment there on the mountain Suddenly, they were able to see it all. They were able to see the truth of the God who was there with them all along. Such as these moments of transfiguration. They just help us to see what's been there, what is there already. Now, we've been together now for 11 months, almost 11 months. It's 11 months next week. And I've begun to think that maybe we're on a kind of journey, maybe even a pilgrimage together, a journey like Peter, James, and John with Jesus up onto that mountain. And I've begun to think about this, about this journey we're on together. What, what is it? What are we doing? And I've begun to think of it as a kind of threefold journey. A journey inward, a journey outward, and a journey together. A threefold journey that's ultimately all about our journey, our journey with God. So first, our journey together. Our life with God and the Christian faith 
It's communal. It's with God and the Christian faith. It's communal. It's actually not even possible to be a Christian alone. And you know, I've heard it. I've heard it from many of you again and again and again. A deep, deep desire to connect with one another. To know each other. To be able to care for one another. To know that you belong to one another. To connect with each other across generations, across the way that we divide ourselves into groups and to services. To learn from each other. To know that we share something special in this life of community. It's to claim the wisdom of our elders and the energy of our young people and the spirit of our children to carry each other's burdens, to share in each other's joys together. I know I need that. I know I need Elaine Mykoff's deep faith in my life. I know I need... Barbara Bachman's delight and spirit in seeking the truth. I know I need Tommy Thompson to tell me to slow down and listen to the music. I know that my children, they need adults. They need adults like Karen Vigiano, who they know is safe and that they can talk to in their lives, standing each Sunday behind that donut table. I need Harper to tell me about how she's getting donuts after church, and I need Donovan to give me a high five, and I need Matthew to remind me the date of the last time I saw him and to ask me my birthday and give me a fist bump. And Mike Plaskett, when he reads St. Paul, oh my gosh, I need that too. And I can go on and on and on, we need each other. We need each other. In fact, theologically, we're incomplete without each other. My faith, our faith, demands us to be on this journey together. And we've been trying new things. We've been trying these combined worships and finding ways through our social life and our formation programs to connect with one another. But this is a journey on. We're on. Our journey together. And I know from many of you, it's a desire of your heart as well. And then there's our journey outward. This is our journey out into the world our journey of service and outreach, of connecting with other faith communities, connecting with a wider world, and being part of God's project of healing a broken world. It's a journey we're on together. It's not just something we do through our programs or institution of the church. It's something that happens also through the way and the ways we minister our individual lives, our journey outward. I think Carrie and Paula, who keep us focused on what we can do with the refugees,
refugee crisis, the greatest humanitarian crisis our world has ever known, right here and right now. And those many people who serve families, helping them in sometimes very small ways to adjust to life here, part of this journey outward. And Pat and Jim, who keep us focused on meatloaf. <laughs> so much so they had to say, stop, no more. <laughs> and Betty and Sarah, who are at the cathedral with the homeless. And Ed and June, who take one more and one more car of food to the Shim Food Pantry that we brought here to church. And Pat and Carolyn Hurd and Ann McStay, who are connecting us with ministries in Uganda, and the many people who are connecting with folks across race, with our Church Without Walls, small groups, our journey outward. How we live our lives being part of God's healing work of the world. A friend of mine who's a spiritual director, who's a monastic at the Episcopal Monastery in Cambridge, Massachusetts, he meets with many people for spiritual direction, which means they meet every month and talk about their spiritual life with him and the ways they're growing in Christ. He's told me that after he's been meeting with someone for six or 12 months, if in their life they're not finding a renewed or a growing passion of serving the poor, of working for justice or peace, or reaching out to those who are on the margins of our society, that he feels that his relationship with them has failed. That the fruit of the spiritual life is this concern for the poor, for the outcast, for justice. It's part of this journey outward. And third, our journey inward. I like to think of the journey inward as falling more deeply in love with a God who's already madly in love with us. The deepening of the awakening of our inner lives, our spiritual lives, our prayer, our reading with scripture, our worship, our contemplation, our knowing of God's healing power. This is something that we do together in church. It's also something we learn about from here and we do at home or at work or in the rest of our lives. This journey inward of knowing the dynamic power of God working within us, loving us, healing us and changing us. We have programs to help with this, EFM, Bible study, men's group, but I hear from you a desire to go deeper, to grow more, to touch that spirit of God welling up with inside of us. And right now we're blessed. We're blessed with Garrett Yates. You know, Garrett, as he explores his call, 
his call to ordain ministry central to that call is teaching us you and me about the spiritual practices from our tradition teaching us the tools from 2,000 years of Christianity to go deeper into our faith into our life and this journey inward this journey for each on to know this God to fall in love with this God who's all already madly in love with you and me. So it's this threefold journey, this journey inward, this journey outward, this journey together. And it's all part of our journey with God. This adventure with God. In the annual meeting, we'll have conversations that are based around this journey. There's Aaron Morey made a graphic to show it's on page 17 of your bulletins. Page 17. It's very Trinitarian in its look. Our journey with God and our journey inward, our journey outward, our journey together. And there at the center of it all, is our parish, St. Paul's. My job, my job, the job of the parish staff, it's to support you. It's to support us in this journey, this adventure of following God. Like Peter, James, and John, I believe in some way we're all going up that mountain that mountain so that we can see the God who's been with us all along, see the world as it truly is, the glory of the God we know in Jesus Christ. So today we're doing two baptisms. We're doing two baptisms for people who are beginning this journey, who through baptism are being initiated into this journey with God. First of all, we're baptizing Avery. You may recognize her. She played Jesus in the Christmas pageant. Third generation St. Paul's. Barry, her grandfather, tells me he's been coming to this church for 70 years. So Avery is going to grow up always being on this journey. In a way, her baptism is going to be about God's unconditional love that comes to us before we even know it. It's just always with us. Avery will be brought up on this journey, this journey inward and this journey outward, and this journey together. And next, we're going to baptize Jenna. Jenna is 14. She'll be 15 in April. You filled out a form. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna came to St. Paul's through youth group. Her friends brought her here. She went on mission trip last summer. She's here for praise band and for EYC every week. She's just acclimating this year. She tells me she's here three days a week. Jenna's choosing to, to join this journey. 
choosing to be on this amazing pilgrimage with God. You know, a few weeks ago, Jack and Madigan brought Jenna to me and said, can Jenna be baptized? And I said, sure. And so last Wednesday night for EYC, Jenna came, her mom came, Jack and Madigan were there. And we, for EYC, we did baptismal prep. We talked about the promises and what it means. At the end, Jenna said she's still in. <laughs> and so you know who Jenna's godparents are going to be? Who's sponsoring Jenna? Madigan and Jack. <laughs> When we were talking about what godparents do, and I was going on my long soliloquy about God, godparents, Paul Barker interrupted me and said, hey guys, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> so Jenna is a sign of joining this pilgrimage, this threefold journey with God. This journey we're all on together. And I'm so glad that we're doing this together, discovering the living, breathing God who's already with us, who has already been with us, right now, together, today. Amen.